0: Today is Friday, October the 28th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down tomorrow's game as South Carolina hosts the Missouri Tigers looking for their fifth straight victory and third straight win in SEC. Play, guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety. We'll talk top storylines key matchups to watch, keys the game, and I will lock in my lead pipe lock of the weekend prediction as well. Also, we got your listener questions, guys. We have got a packed show for you here on this Friday. And, of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app go to pricepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry, guys. It's literally just you against The projection, they also allow mixed sport entries. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes, parlay with the over on Spencer Rattler. They've got college sports, NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB, anything and everything you want to play, they have got it. They've also got a slick, easy-to-use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Again, guys, that's our friends over at Prize Picks. Let's break the bookie this football season Go download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com. And when you do, use that promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show
1: sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: Is officially upon us, and what better way than to spend the weekend at Williams Bryce Stadium with 80,000 of our closest friends? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, happy Friday, TGIF. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show, as always, and we have got a packed show here on this Friday as we break down tomorrow's homecoming matchup against. The Missouri Tigers. I'm fired up. I'm excited. I hope you are all as well. And again, I appreciate you all tuning in. I hope this show does find you. I don't know where you are, what you are doing. Before we really get rolling, guys, just a couple of quick reminders. Of course, the TSUS tailgate returns tomorrow live from Seawell's Spot 78. And if you do not know, across the street. From the Rocket in the fairgrounds, you're looking at the Seawells building. From the road, we are just to the left of the building in the paved Seawells lot. You will see our TSUS and Big Cock Club flags flying high and proud. Guys, I will have the Beamer Ball towels the koozies. Those will be for sale. We will unfortunately not have the Beamer Ball stickers at this game. Uh, For whatever reason, those did not get delivered when they were supposed to. I will have them for the rest of the watch parties and the Tennessee game especially. I made sure to order uh, even more than I did in the first time go around. Those were very popular, very successful, and I do appreciate you guys. We will not have them for this game, but we'll have the towels. We'll have the koozies. We'll also have Free koozies, courtesy of our friend of our A1 Air Quality Consultants, will have free koozies to give away for you guys as well. Also, we will have the Mizzou packs on sale. Courtesy of our friends over at Carolina Cigars. Guys, we sold out of the Aggie Packs last weekend, and I cannot say thank you guys enough for the love and support Uh, in regards to buying up the Aggie Packs. We'll have the Mizzou Packs on hand. I know some of you have already pre-ordered the Mizzou Packs, which are absolutely awesome, but be sure to come by the tailgate. You can purchase your Mizzou Pack at the tailgate, courtesy of our friends over at Carolina Cigars, and a lot of exciting things happening with those guys behind the scenes, just stay tuned for all the details to come in the coming days and weeks, if you will. So, again, a lot of exciting stuff. Can't wait to see you guys out at Seawells before the game when the Gamecocks take on Missouri. And with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into everything. 4 o'clock kickoff at williams Bryce Stadium on the SEC Network as the Gamecocks and Tigers do battle in the battle for the Mayor's Cup. Yes, another trophy game in this one, South Carolina currently sits as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The spread has been really interesting in this one this week. Gamecocks opened around a five-point favorite that has come all the way down to three-and-a-half. So money is actually coming in on Mizzou in this one. The over-under set at 46-and-a-half. When you look at the series, Missouri actually leads it seven-and-five. And, of course, guys, as we all know, the Tigers have won the last three consecutive meetings and the meeting last year one of the most inexcusable losses in recent memory Gamecocks went to Missouri the week after beating the hell out of Florida right at home we all recall that game Gamecocks went to Como and lost to a not so great Missouri team by a final score of 31 to 28 so again there are a lot of streaks that Gamecocks football has been trying to break this season. You obviously did it last weekend, two weeks ago, or excuse me, three weeks ago in Lexington. You reversed a bad trend, a bad streak, if you will, against Kentucky. Now you face Missouri. Missouri winners a three straight. You'll try to snap that streak and reverse that trend against Eli Drinkwitz and the Tigers. And on that note, guys, let's dive in our top storylines. And that is where we start. Another week. Another streak. The Gamecocks have an opportunity to snap another streak. And, you know, I talked about the importance of this game, and I feel like my first two points I have written down here in my notes, my top two storylines in regards to the streak and the importance of this football game. Because over the preseason, I labeled this game against Mizzou as the most important game Of the 2022 football season and obviously when you're in the midst of it now as you are five and two the more you win the more important they get right each and every single week the games feel like the most important of the season, especially when you are winning, but this is a very important game and a pivotal game for this Gamecocks football program because I think when you look at this game against Mizzou, and you look at. SEC East hierarchy and where South Carolina currently sits and where they're trying to go. You know, I I think most fans label Mizzou and put Mizzou in the bucket with the likes of Kentucky and Vanderbilt. You know, we always talk about guys, you know, we'd all love to beat Georgia and A&M and Clemson and those games, but it's teams like Kentucky and Missouri you need to get back to beating on a year-in, year-out, consistent basis before you're going to be able to really take that next step as a program. So I think you look at this one, three-game losing streak, which, guys, just feels like of all the streaks you have and all of the negative trends you have, this one feels like like the silliest, right? Like, this one feels like the most stupid streak you have in regards to Gamecocks football. It just it makes no sense. Missouri hasn't been a great program. They're not a great football program historically. And so this feels like one you just need to nix. You need to get rid of. You need to get back. To beating Missouri consistently. Join the SEC back in 2012. You dominated the series early on, but now they have this streak going against you guys. The Gamecocks have not beaten Mizzou since the monsoon game. Michael Scarnecchia. It's been that long. So it's been quite a while. Um, and I still do guys label this game. You know, I'm not backing off what I said over the preseason that I think this game is the most important game of the season. And the reason I say that now is because, listen, hypothetically, if it doesn't go your way tomorrow, you're still going to reach bowl eligibility. You still very well could go seven and five, but it's just going to leave such a black mark on your season. It's going to be such a negative mark against the 2022 year that was. I just think for SEC East hierarchy, for for getting this streak off your back and and reversing these negative trends, I think this is one that is extremely important. I would still label it the most important game of the season. And what a great opportunity, right? I mean, this is something Shane Beamer can sell to his football team that he can continue to harp on that you know that we're we're doing things that haven't been done here before. They haven't been done in a while. We're reversing these trends and reversing these streaks. And I think certainly. That is one of the reasons you're seeing this football team play with a chip on their shoulder. And I think the re- one of the reasons you're seeing them play with such a tenacity and effort and toughness and resiliency it is because of these negative streaks and the opportunity to do things that, again, have either never been done or haven't been done in a while. Now, when you look at this Missouri football team, guys, big storyline for me is they're struggling passing offense and really just a struggling offense as a whole. You look at last weekend, guys. Missouri scraped by, beating Vanderbilt 17-14. to But the passing offense and Brady Cook has been abysmal. And I posted about this on social media yesterday in regards to the passing offense and their road struggles and road woes. Guys, Brady Cook on the road has thrown zero touchdowns and five Interceptions. This football team as a whole, Mizzou, that is, has struggled mightily when they are away from Como. And you look at the game, the defensive front should have the opportunity to take over this game. Yet again, it's a suspect offensive line for Missouri. They do have a solid running game, which I feel like. It feels like Missouri every single year has somewhat of a solid rushing attack, or they've got a good running back or two. Uh, Nathaniel Pete, the Stanford transfer, is a good player. Two rushing touchdowns, 4.4 yards per carry. He is their leading ball carrier in regards to yardage. Uh, Their leading touchdown getter is Cody Schrader, who is a really sneaky good player. Four touchdowns, averaging 5.3 yards per carry, so you got to keep an eye on them. If the Gamecocks are able to slow down the run, though, guys, The number of weapons that Mizzou has to beat you are very limited, and again, Brady Cook has shown me nothing in regards to, is he going to have the ability to take advantage? I think it's another game in which you could see with the third straight week, the Gamecocks defensive front could have a field day. The linebacker play has been much better over the last couple of weeks with guys like Sherrod Green, Stone Blanton stepping up, Debo Williams flying around, Brad Johnson flying around, and then your secondary guys. I mean, what really do I need to say with guys like Cam Smith? We already know about him, but... Darius Rush is playing his best football, DQ Smith, Marcellus Dial, David Spalding, Devani Reed, of course, Nick Emanwari, what he's done. So I think this is a great opportunity for your Gamecocks defense to have a very, very big afternoon against a Missouri O that has been anything less or anything other than, than daunting. I mean, they have been very gettable. They have been porous this season, and again, especially on the road. uh, It has been really, really tough sledding for Eli Drinkwitz's team on the offensive side when they are away from home. Now, going to the other side of the football, everybody wants to talk about the Gamecocks offense, right? You know, it's crazy. You've won four in a row. Uh, You've won back-to-back SEC games, both games in which you were the underdog. You would think that the commentary at this point in the season would be positive and joyful and giddy if you will all week long on social media on the daily crow on the podcast just in common interactions all everyone wants to talk about is marcus satterfield and the offense and i understand why right you look at the numbers against power five opponents this is not every game against power five opponents you're averaging just 23 points per game so certainly I understand why folks want to continue to talk about the offense. We should continue to talk about the offense. But I've had this gut feeling all week long, and and I'm not exactly sure why I've been, I think, more encouraged than some others after that Texas A&M game when it comes to the offensive side. I know the numbers did not look good after the game. Less than 300 total yards of offense. I think there was a lot of invisible yardage in that game against the Aggies because of the kickoff return and the short field you had because of your defense and your special teams. But I saw some encouraging signs from South Carolina offensively in that win over A&M. I saw some encouraging signs. From Gamecocks quarterback Spencer Rattler and the way that he was throwing the football, the confidence he was playing with, and the way that he was handling the offense. Some of the throws he made as well. I wonder this. I think there's a breakout game incoming for Spencer Rattler. I I really do, guys. I just find it hard to believe that we're going to be sitting here five weeks from now when the dust settles and the season is over and Spencer Rattler is just going to finish with single-digit touchdowns and it's going to be – I don't even think underwhelming would be a justifiable word for what type of season that would be, right? I think at some point, whether it be this weekend, next weekend, Florida – One of these last couple of games, we're going to see that breakout game for Spencer Rattler. I wonder, is that breakout game incoming for Rattler in this Gamecocks offense this week? And again, I saw some things in the deep passing game. You know, eventually, some of those drops, some of those misses, They're going to connect. I think there's going to be a Saturday where things are going to work out. We know Marshawn Lloyd's going to do his thing. This offensive line has been improving. You know you've got good players on the outside. You've got weapons outside of Lloyd. you got Christian Smith who's playing much better, Juju McDowell. You have got the weapons. And, again, I think from what I saw from Spencer Rattler last weekend, he's starting to come into his own as well. Do not be surprised. Like I said, I've had this gut feeling all week long. This breakout game is incoming sooner rather than later. It might be tomorrow. Another big storyline in on this one, guys, is the matchup against Eli Drinkwitz, Missouri's head coach against Carolina. He is 3-0, and guys, with two of those wins coming with Mizzou. And who can forget in 2019, as much as I hate to remind you all, Eli Drinkwitz beat South Carolina and Will Muschamp with Appalachian State in one of the most inexcusable losses of the Will Muschamp era. But he is 3-0 O. Against the Gamecocks. Again, guys, we talk about trends and streaks and what have you, and it's not fair that these are held against Shane Beamer because he obviously had nothing to do with a couple of those or most of the games against Drinkwins and against Mizzou and all that good stuff, but... uh you know, this is one that I think South Carolina fans, we're not big fans of Eli Drinkwitz. Most look at him as like the biggest nerd in the SEC. And and this is just one, you don't want to have a losing streak of any kind at Eli Drinkwitz. I, you, you just you just don't. It just doesn't feel good. It doesn't look good. So that's something that's got to change. We got to get back to her. We got to get to beating Eli Drinkwitz, taking it to him. Eli Drinkwitz, I don't think is viewed by anybody as one of the best coaches in the SEC or anything. Um Got to nix that. Got to fix that. Got to take it to drink and made him, make him eat his words and his stupid looking face with his glasses and uh, just take it to the dork. Take it to the dork. That's all I got to say. Another big storyline, guys, what's on the line in this ball game? It's crazy to think that Gamecocks football could punch their ticket to bowl eligibility before the month of November. But that's exactly what will happen with a win tomorrow. A bowl ticket on the line. I don't think it necessarily impacts the way that South Carolina plays, and you know what's so interesting? I didn't put this in my notes because I didn't really want to bring it up, but I, I think what's unique is, again, guys, I've got a feel and a, and a pulse on Gamecock Nation and what everybody's saying, and, and I've seen it a lot this week, but folks that are fearful of the letdown game, quote-unquote, I I just don't have that feeling. I, I don't have that vibe. I, I know that this fan base has seen this time and time again, and you're not a bad fan, right, if you're coming in this game, you know, weary of the letdown game because it has happened before. I just don't get that feeling with Shane Beamer, this football team, because I think guys to myself, like, people are like, oh, my God, you know, we might start reading our press clippings and we're going to have a letdown because we're coming in overconfident. And I, Like, what do you have to be overconfident about? You haven't even punched your ticket to bowl eligibility yet. Like, it's not like you've really won anything. I understand you've had two really nice wins the past three weeks against Kentucky and Texas A&M, but I just don't think there's a whole lot. You know, why would we be patting ourselves on the back? Why would we feel overconfident? I feel like if you were going to have a letdown game, it would have been this past weekend against Texas A&M, not in a game against Mizzou where it's like, guys, even if you wanted to be comfortable and even if you wanted to approach this game lightly or take the Tigers lightly they've beaten you three in a row I mean how can you approach this game with any attitude other than we need to go beat their ass like we need to take it to them so again It is a big deal when you're able to punch your ticket to bowl eligibility. It's a big deal when you're able to do it before the month of November. I think that's something, you know, I don't have the numbers. I don't have the stats. I don't have the history. But I guarantee you, if you were able to look back over the history of Carolina football, I would love to hear the numbers if anybody can pull it. Uh, How many times has South Carolina punched their ticket to a bowl game, gotten to that sixth win before the month of November? Because I can guarantee you, I bet you it hadn't happened a ton. I bet you it hasn't happened a ton. So I'd love to know if anybody, any, any, uh, any stat heads out there want to go out there and look up those statistics. I would love to know, but uh bowl ticket on the line, a lot on the line for the Gamecocks and hey, for Mizzou, if they're going to make a bowl game, this is probably one they need. Uh, another big storyline, guys, I think is the impact of Gamecock Nation. It's yet another sellout at Williams-Brice Stadium. Uh, and if you think crowd doesn't make an impact, look at last weekend. You know, we talked about that going in the game. And I didn't want to make too big of a deal of it because it's like, you know, the crowd doesn't play the game. They're not the ones out there, right? Sometimes I think we make too much of a deal of crowd noise and, and the impact the crowd has. But you get that crowd involved early, like you did, obviously, on the opening kickoff last weekend. Texas a with, what was it, six or seven false start penalties. Gamecock Nation made their presence felt. I expect that to be the case yet again. It should be a raucous crowd, raucous environment. It's homecoming. It's sold out. It's an afternoon kick. Everybody's got plenty of time to get lubed up. We're gonna smoke us a smoke us a pack or whatever at the at the tailgate. We're gonna get ready to go. Gonna be fired up. Gonna be excited. Everyone is gonna be on the edge of their seat. Gamecock Nation, I know, is ready to explode and push this team over the edge and get this team to that sixth win, guys. Final storyline here. You know, I, I think what's interesting this week is folks have. I know that the offense, there's a lot to be desired. Do not get me wrong. There obviously is. Hey, I was as frustrated as you all, if not more, watching that game last weekend while it was going on. And, you know, some of the calls in game, the third downs, the, the first and goal from the five-yard line at the beginning of the game. And, and uh, you know, my our, our frustrations with Marcus Satterfield are very well documented at this point. But I've seen people this week taking an approach of, man, the defense and the special teams, they're just bailing us out. And you look at Mizzou and, Man, we're we're getting bailed out by defense and special teams. And guys, I, I want the offense to be dynamic also. I want the offense to score 50 points per game. But South Carolina, the bottom line is this. They're finding ways to win games. And you look at Mizzou, they're finding ways to lose games. And I guess you can look at that one way or the other. You know, on one hand, you could say, well, they're really close. They're, you know, they're 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 gonna turn a corner soon. South's gonna better watch out. Or you can look at it as they're just finding ways to lose games, especially when they're on the road. On the flip side, guys, the Gamecocks are winning despite not being dynamic offensively. They are winning two out of three facets week after week after week, making big plays. And this is something, guys, I don't think it's luck. I don't think it's something where it's a one-off. This is starting to become a characteristic of this team. And I've talked about before, success and confidence and how those things go hand in hand, it becomes a snowball effect, right? That's what you're seeing with this group. This group is now having success, playing with supreme confidence, and it is Beamer ball, Beamer ball, Beamer ball to the freaking moon, folks. This football team has Shane Beamer's fingerprints all over it. They play with a relentless tenacity and toughness and an energy. They do the little things right, and they find ways to win. And if that's the case tomorrow... I don't think anybody should apologize for it, guys. I don't put it as a knock against South Carolina that they're finding ways to win. Is it flashy? Is it sexy? Is it what we want offensively? Am I sitting here telling you that the offense doesn't need to get better? No, I am not saying that. But I I approach it from a sense of, guys, if you can't tell, I'm fired up. I'm giddy. I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Because I feel like we've got a football team that's going to go in. They're going to give us a hell of a chance. The defense, the special teams, if the offense can put some things together and Marcus Satterfield, God God bless him, can get out of his own way, we're going to be really cooking in this ballgame. And for the ballgames the rest of the season to come as well. So Beamer ball to the moon, folks. I think it's the characteristic of this team. This is a Shane Beamer team. This is a Beamer team. I'd expect to see more of that. Tomorrow. All right, let's dive into our key matches to watch, guys. Before we do, of course, earlier in the show, I told you about the Mizzou packs, which will be on sale at the tailgate. Get your Mizzou pack. We can smoke them after the Gamecocks get the big dub. And of course, guys, they are supplied to us by our friends over at Carolina. Cigars. Guys, Carolina Cigars has been in operation since 2008, recently taken over by the Peterson family in 2020. Whether you're new to the cigar scene or whether you've been enjoying cigars your entire life, Carolina Cigars has the expertise and knowledge to make your visit to their shop enjoyable. Stop by for a fine cigar and experience their classic cigar lounge where people come together, share conversations, and become friends. So if you're into cigars and you're on Hilton Head Island, you really do need to come by and visit them. Guys, they offer for same day shipping nationwide, free delivery island wide for weddings and all special occasions. They're also proud to offer premium cigars at 9 outside humidor locations around Hilton Head Island and they also offer special events throughout the year. Guys, they want to talk to you, they want to engage, they want to share with you their cigar selection they're very proud of and their beautiful lounge. So when you're in the low country, there's only one place for cigars. That's Carolina Cigars, Hilton Head Island's premier cigar merchant. Come and share your passion. It's all at Carolina Cigars. And guys, when I'm smoking my Stogies, I'm gonna be posting these a lot more. Cocky Cigar Club is becoming a thing, by the way. So just stay tuned for details of that. When I'm smoking a Stogie, you can best bet it's come from our friends over at Carolina Cigars. They make sure I'm taken care of and I'm smoking stogies exclusively from Carolina Cigars. Also, stay tuned in regards to their beautiful lounge. We're going to be at their lounge the Wednesday of the Florida game that week, November the 9th. Stay tuned for all the details. Going to be a bit of a meet and greet, hangout, talking Gamecocks, smoking cigars. Going to be a really good time. Details to come for that on social media. Guys, you can find them. On social media, on Instagram, that's at Carolina underscore cigars. That's at Carolina underscore cigars. Or give them a call today at 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. Guys, they also take orders via DM or give them a call at the number I just mentioned. If you want to pre-order your packs or if you just want to support and order cigars from them, give them a call, shoot them a DM. They will get you taken care of. Smoke them if you got them and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, guys, let's dive into our key matchups. And I talked earlier about this Missouri offense and their weapons or lack thereof. They do have one guy on the outside, a former five-star prospect from St. Louis, Missouri, a guy they're really high on, Luther Burden III, wide receiver, and I think it'll be Darius Rush That will be assigned to covering him most likely. Again, I would not be surprised to see if Cam Smith were to flip in there as well. But Dominic Lovett has been their top receiver. 35 catches for 511 yards, two touchdowns. To this point, Luther Burden, only twenty-two for one hundred and eighty and two touchdowns, but Mizzou fans have been clamoring for him to get more touches this season. And I have to imagine a Missouri offense is looking to a spark or looking for a spark, I should say. They will target him early and often. So Darius Rush against Luther Burden the third again. Burden eighteen for one hundred and twenty-two touchdowns. Look for Burden to get the football early and often. In this football game, I think it'll be Darius Rush all over him. Darius played his best game of the season against Texas A&M. I would expect that to continue. If you can take him away and you can take that run game away, I don't see how Missouri is going to score on you, honestly, guys. My second key matchup, Jalen Nichols at the tackle spot, specifically Spencer Rattler's blind side at the left tackle against Isaiah Maguire. And, guys, Maguire is having an all-SEC type of season He has 21 total tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, and two sacks. He has been electric up front. Also, Jeff Goat, another really, really good player for them. You'll notice this, by the way, guys, and this is totally random. Missouri's best players on defense, a lot of low numbers. We got guys rocking one. Two, three, nine, eight, seven. Yeah, all the low numbers on defense. I don't know why. It's kind of interesting. But either way, Isaiah Maguire, an all conference caliber player. Uh, Spencer Rattler, I think we saw, obviously, again, we're talking about the offense. When are they going to have those breakout moments? You're going to need the offensive line. You know, the O line has gotten better and better and better week after week after week. I'm really excited to see how they handle this Missouri defensive front, because this Missouri defensive front has been good this year. Uh, Gamecocks offensive line definitely set for a test. You need to get the run game going with Marshawn Lloyd. I think we all agree that the offense should run through him. Jalen Nichols at that left tackle spot, though, protecting the blind side and containing a guy like Isaiah McGuire, going to be key, going to be pivotal for this offense to really work tomorrow afternoon. My final key matchup, guys, like I mentioned, there's streaks and there's trends in this game that need to be nixed, need to be reversed. So my final key matchup, Shane Beamer against Eli Drinkwitz. And I think this is a really, really important game for both of these head coaches in regards to building their programs, right? Shane Beamer in year two, Drinkwitz in year three, you know, there's been some rumors, some mumbles in regards to Drinkwitz and his future in Como, and, and Missouri fans are kind of getting fed up with with his offense or lack thereof, and just what they've seen from him. Um, I, I think this is one of your Beamer you need to take advantage. You need to you need to set the precedence that we're going to beat Missouri. We're not going to lose the Eli Drinkwitz on a year in year out basis um, because you know right now it's it's a cute little streak that Mizzou's on against USC. You lose another one it becomes a really disturbing trend right again Drinkwitz 3 and 0 against Carolina and that goes all the way back to 2019 when he was at Appalachian State so Shane Beamer Eli Drinkwitz i think this is a huge game for both of these head coaches and for their programs as well guys let's dive into our keys to the game and keys to victory what South Carolina must do to win this game tomorrow afternoon my first one no fly zone and taking advantage of a weak Missouri Passing offense. Brady Cook, guys, has been just downright abysmal this season, especially on the road. No touchdowns, five interceptions. Obviously, guys, we know about this Carolina secondary. Make them pay. I, I-, I expect this defensive line to take over yet again and do what they've done best in the last couple of weeks, which is cause havoc in the backfield. Make Brady Cook pay, right? If you can make him uncomfortable, get him to throw the ball into coverage, similar to what you did last week, and you didn't have any sacks against Haynes King, right? But you're able to pressure him, get after him on a consistent basis, create that no-fly zone, and when Missouri inevitably has to throw the football, punish them for it. My second key to the game, and guys, we've been talking about the breakout performance by South Carolina's offense. If you want that to happen, right, you only get a few of these opportunities week-to-week. Connect on the deep ball. The plays will be there. The plays have been there. South Carolina's execution or lack thereof is what has killed them. And again, I think that breakout performance is just around the corner. Connect on the deep ball. If you can do that, create some momentum, create some confidence. You expect Marshawn Lloyd to do his thing. If you can get Rattler going on those deep shots, stretch the field because Missouri does have a quality secondary, but if you can stretch the field, get guys like Amarian Brown, Jaheem Bell, uh, Juice Wells, Josh Van, get those guys involved early and often. Use your playmakers. But I think going down the field, going to be the key to this one in the passing game and I think once you hit that first one I think it's kind of one of those things where once you get the first one the rest of them come in bunches so connect on the deep ball early and get this offense rolling and then my final key to the game guys hey you're playing with tons of momentum tons of confidence we call him Uncle Mo in the baseball world keep Uncle Mo on your side keep him on your sideline guys again you're playing with supreme confidence with supreme momentum keep That rolling, man. Ride the momentum. Ride the wave. The cocks are hot. Cocktober is in full effect. Ride that, man. Keep it going. So, again, my three keys the game. No fly zone. Connect on the deep ball and keep Uncle Mo on your side. All right, guys, let's dive into... Our prediction, my lead pipe lock of the weekend brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. Guys, A1 Air Quality Consultants is giving corporate services for working man prices. They have over 20 years in the mold industry and 10 years in the asbestos industry. They use the most modern scientific technology for highly accurate results, and they perform the following services. Mold testing air and surface. Allergen testing air for things like pollen, dust, etc. Asbestos testing testing and building materials, asbestos air testing to make sure it's not airborne, air monitoring services during abatement projects and e coli testing surface and water. Guys, for more information, give them a call today at 864-619-2092. That's 864-619-2092. You can also find them on Twitter at @a1airquality1 and on Instagram at @a1 air quality consultants guys for any other questions head to their website at a1airqualityconsultants.com that's a1airqualityconsultants.com be sure to check them out and tell them chris from the spurs up show sent you and we appreciate our friends at a one Air Quality Consultants for sponsoring the lead pipe lock of the week segment each and every single week the cocks are hot ladies and gentlemen cocktober is in full effect and I will say this because I've seen from Gamecock Nation this week a sense of worry and a sense of angst going in this football game. And to a degree, I understand why, right? We've seen South kind of before. It's one of those things where it's like we've seen the movie before and the ship still sinks, right? Where Carolina gets to a point, they've won a couple in a row, you're starting to feel confident. You're starting to believe again, right? You're starting to buy in. You're starting to drink the Kool-Aid, and then they let you down. You fall flat on your face. And while I understand, guys, I'm going to say this, I'm not going to allow what happened in 1997 or even what happened in 2007 to affect my thinking coming into this game. Missouri is a very stingy team, and I do think this is a challenging game. Guys, you look at the Vegas spread, right? It has come down, money coming in on the Tigers, and it's because of South Carolina's offense, and I wonder, by the way, when you look at this game, how much of the concern centers around things specifically that Missouri does and how much of the concern centers around fans worry about the Gamecocks offense itself and just not being able to get out of our own way. I I do not share, guys, the same angst and worry that some others do. Right. I I think there's multiple ways you can look at both these teams. I look at Mizzou, and like I said, on one hand, you can say, man, they've been really close. You know, they're on the edge. They've played their SEC games. Hey, they played Georgia close. They played Florida close. They probably should have beaten Auburn, right? They're on the edge of a breakout, and this could be their breakout game. On the other side, I look at Mizzou, especially on the road, they've been abysmal. But I look at Mizzou and I say, I see a team that has found ways to lose football games. That's what they've done. When the going gets tough and it gets to crunch time, they have found a way to implode. On the flip side, you can look at the Gamecocks and you can poke holes in that five and two and you can poke holes in this football team. Oh, they're not that good. Defense has bailed them out. Special teams has bailed them out. Are they really as good as this says or that says or blah, 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 whatever. On the other side, though, guys, this is a Gamecocks football team that is finding ways to win, right? The cocks are hot. You have this momentum you've been working with week to week to week to week. You are seeing a football team that has come together and that believes and believes in what Shane Beamer and his coaching staff are, are, are preaching and are, they're playing for one another and they're playing for each other and they're, and they're playing for the block C and playing with this relentless tenacity and effort and get after it and what have you. Stopping the run game for Missouri, I think, will be the key because I I just I don't see a scenario in which Brady Cook is going to go out there and light you up. Guys, the only way mizzou has some sort of breakout performance offensively, one of three things would have to happen. Number one, your offense sputters so mightily and turnovers bite you yet again, and you're giving Missouri the football in your own territory, right? Number two, Somehow, some way you lose in the special teams facet of the game and Mizzou's able to pop off some big returns or block a punt or block a kick and they're getting the ball in plus territory or number three, your defense has by far their worst game of the season. I think one of those three things happening is unlikely, much less all three of them happening, I would say is impossible. So I think your defense is going to be there. I I think offensively, guys, like I've told you, I I really do feel, I don't know why I came out of Saturday as frustrated as I was during the game. I went back, I watched, and, and I came out of that game feeling actually encouraged and optimistic that, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn. I feel like there is an offensive breakthrough game upcoming. I don't know if it's tomorrow. I don't know if it's Vandy. I don't know if it's Florida, but I feel like it's going to happen. And folks this week have been looking at this one and labeling it as the letdown game, quote-unquote, the opportunity for a letdown. Guys, I've been nothing but giddy and on cloud nine all week long after that big win over Texas A&M. And I would just say this. I respect all picks. I respect all predictions. But when you're looking at this game, you got to pick one side or the other. Who are you rolling with? The Missouri team that's been abysmal on the road, and has done nothing but find ways to lose an SEC play? Or are you rolling with the Gamecocks, who are scorching hot right now? I'm not saying that that tells you all that's going to happen tomorrow. It very well could go the opposite. It very well could go reverse. But me, guys, personally, I have not shared the angst and the worry in this one. I look at Mizzou as a game you should win. I don't think Missouri. I think it's going to be a tough game early for sure. I'm not saying Mizzou is some pushover. I think they uh, they're dare I say a quality SEC opponent. Um, you know, it's not going to be some walk in the park. And you know, it, this is the SEC, right? Anybody can be anybody on any given Saturday. We all know that. Um, you know, I think you look at offensively, especially if they get Luther Burden going. I, I think of the running back position again. I really like what they have there. With, uh, with Pete and with Schrader. I think those are two really good players. And, hey, we saw this, by the way, guys, last year, right? You beat Florida in blowout fashion. Yes, you had to go on the road. But, again, you felt like it was a game where South Carolina should beat Missouri. This shouldn't be too much of a problem. And some of the damnedest things happen, right? It feels like when South Carolina and Missouri play each other, it's a wacky game. Things go against the grain. They go out of the ordinary, which is why I picked the over- as my best bet going into this game, with that being said, I, I'm not one to change my best bet as the week goes on, but I tell you, if I could go back to Wednesday and change it, guys, I would hammer Carolina minus three and a half because I, I understand that that the the you know jaded gamecock fans and teams in history of the past or whatever history says, well, Carolina's due for the letdown game, Carolina's due to play their worst. I don't give a damn what history has to say. Again, I have not shared the angst and the worry for this one. I am supremely, and I mean supremely confident, going into this one. And if I have to eat crow, I will do it. But I cannot go against what my gut has told me all week, guys. This score, it popped in my head early this week, and it hasn't gone away. And it's been like, this is the score. This is what my gut is telling me. Guys, I think South Carolina is going to win. And I think they're going to cover, and I think they're going to win fairly with ease. Like, I I don't think this one is going to be the one that we have to sweat out as much as some folks think. I mean, I could see it being a one-score game going to the fourth quarter, but I think the Gamecocks will pull away. There's just – there's nothing about Mizzou – That really scares me. I guess my one concern or my greatest concern, you know, as improved as the offensive line has been, if you're not able to get any sort of push and Marshawn Lloyd, you can't get him going. How are you going to score? But guys, here's the thing. A lot of people or some people, if you will, they want to try to write off Beamer ball and special teams and defense and making these big plays. And guys, this is not luck. This is not a one-off. This is the identity of this football team at this point. The Cox are hot. Cocktober's in full effect. Weird things are going to happen because it's Carolina Mizzou. Do not be surprised to see Beamer Ball, Beamer Ball, Beamer Ball to the moon yet again with a special team score or a big special teams play. I would not be surprised to see a defensive touchdown in this one. And guys, I think the Gamecocks get another double digit win. I think they punch their ticket to six wins. I think they punch their ticket to bowl eligibility and South Carolina in a much higher scoring game. And folks expect, again, USC Mizzou, it's weird. I think things that don't normally happen will happen. Hey, it's spooky season, so some weird shit you know is probably going to happen this weekend. I think it will, but I think it'll be in a winning effort for South Carolina. So my lead pipe lock of the weekend brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. Lock me in, guys. I've got USC 34 Missouri Twenty, Like I told you guys, I think the offensive outburst game is right around the corner for South Carolina. I think it's tomorrow. I think it happens. I think you're going to see Spencer Rattler play his best game in a South Carolina uniform. I think he throws a couple of touchdowns in this one. I think Marshawn Lloyd does Marshawn Lloyd things. I think you're going to see a couple of those deep shots that either Spencer has missed on or have not been caught I think that you will see those connect finally in this football game. I think Marcus Satterfield will get out of the way just enough. You know, as, as 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 incompetent as Marcus Satterfield is, this offense still has players and it still has athletes and it still has playmakers. And I think that is what will shine in this game tomorrow. And then I think defensively, listen, I think Pete and Schrader, I think, will be able to do some things. I think that could help out Brady Cook and maybe some play action game. But I, I think for the most part, your defense, they're going to hold their own. They're going to do their thing. Like I said, guys, do not be surprised if we see a special team score, a defensive score, uh, some weird things happen. But I think it's in a two-touchdown win for South Carolina. I really think the Gamecocks – I could see this being like a 27-20 game going into the fourth quarter. Carolina ices it with a touchdown, uh, you know, whether that be defense, special teams, offense, what have you. But I think Carolina pulls away. They get the big victory. And, guys, like I said, the Cocks are hot. The Cocks are hot. Why would you go against the Cox right now? I'm not buying the letdown game thing. I'm not buying the doom and gloom gamecock, the traditional gamecocks. This is the 2022 gamecocks, baby. This is the Beamer ball to the moon gamecocks, and I think they show that they move to six and two. They win their fifth straight. USC 34. Missouri 20 guys, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts. That's my full breakdown of the Gamecocks and Mizzou. Before we get out of here, of course, let's get into your listener questions. And then we will dip out. Let me get to these questions uh, really quickly. Again, guys, really, really excited to see you all tomorrow at Sea wells Going to be a good time. Like I mentioned, we will have the Mizzou packs for sale at the tailgate. So we'd love to have you guys come out there. By the way, it's $20 for a Romeo and Juliet cigar. You get a cutter, you get a sticker, you get matches, and you get the satisfaction of having the pack ready to go after the Gamecocks get the big victory. So give me just one second, guys. We're getting these questions pulled up on Instagram. I tell you, Instagram makes it harder and harder and harder to get to their analytics. And, of course, I get to IG. And for whatever reason, I go to Insights, and it's not showing me the questions. Okay, so I guess no listener questions. Oh, well, whatever. Uh, If you guys have any questions, tune in the Daily Crow today, noon to two. We'll take your questions. We'll rock. We'll roll. We'll go into it. But again, guys, I'm fired up. I'm excited. I'm as confident as I've been all season. I think you've got a defense playing with their hair on fire. You've got Beamer ball in full full force, what Shane Beamer and Pete Limbo are doing. And I think you've got an offense On the brink of a breakout game. And most importantly, guys, you got a team that's playing with supreme confidence and is finding ways to win and is on their home field in front of a sold out crowd. Beamer ball to the moon, folks. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a fantastic weekend. And I'll leave you with this Go Cox, beat Mizzou, and we'll talk to you all on Monday.